calls to cancel Netflix? Do they deserve it? Let's talk about it, y'all. Middle America. Well, <clears throat> unless you've been living on a rock, under a rock for the last three or four days, the, the main issue um, in the world is not um, how many people are dying from coronavirus or um, our relationship with people all over the world. The economy, the election, the main issue is an hour and 36 minute uh, TV show, uh, movie, movie, made for TV movie on Netflix called Cuties. Cuties, <clears throat> it's it was interesting. It was a French, it was a French film, mm -hmm. and there was some voiceover. Uh, I mean, there was voiceover throughout the entire movie, um, but it focuses on a, a an eleven year old girl named Ame. Is that her name? Yeah, it was hard to hear, like, kind of understand what they were saying. I think I, it sounded like Ame to me. And so she lives with her brother, younger brother, and then there's a baby, baby. and then there's mom. her mom. Her dad is Senegalese. He's in Senegal. Uh, he's going to come into play eventually. Um, he's going to have a prominent role. Um, and it's a very interesting mm -hmm. role, actually. Um, and one of the first scenes that, are, that really kind of kicks off the movie thematically, I think, was the first time they were in the mosque. So you've got, you know, it, it, because they're Islamic, right? So this family is an Islamic family. The little brother's name is Ishmael, mm -hmm. which is obviously, you know, the biblical Ishmael. Um, and so they're a Muslim family. And so the lead sort of female sheikh, and her name is basically auntie throughout the whole movie, um, is running the mosque, run, leading the women. Mm -hmm. And so it starts off quoting um, a few hadith from, the, uh, from, from Islamic history, which is just factual and uncontested, where she said that hell was found within the body of an indecent woman. And so she said, listen, most of the inhabitants of hell are women. This is a direct quote from Sahih al-Bukhari basically the most reliable um, body of Islamic traditions from the Prophet Muhammad. Um, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So, he did say that. He did say that women were deficient in intelligence and religion, mm -hmm. and that most of the dwellers of the fire were women. And, you know, look, uh, everybody knows, it, that if you know me, you know that I uh, have a deep affinity for Islam and love for Islam and Muhammad, mm -hmm. but, um, I'm not going to lie either. It, th those are facts. Women are generally blamed in um, practice in Middle Eastern countries for men's lust issues. And so, hence the hijab and things like that. So Doesn't but, sound very different from Christianity. Uh, right. Doesn't sound different from... from not the Bible, but Christianity. Christian, correct, correct. Because Jesus placed the onus completely on the man. Right. Um, if you look at a woman with lust in your heart, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, you never see Jesus saying, and you can't wear that short dress, lady. Mm -hmm. um, not once you hear Jesus saying that, but he holds men accountable to, to control themselves. Um, and there is some of that, too, in Islam, but there's a lot of pressure placed on women to not be a stumbling block to men and cause them to sin. And hence, yeah. that's why most, most of the dwellers of the fire are women. Those are just, that's a fact. Um, 
not that most of the dwellers in, in the Fire are women. It's a fact that Muhammad did say that in, mm -hmm. in their most authentic yeah. corpus of tradition. But th this, if you miss the Islamic element of this movie, I think you're actually missing a massive part that has... Ex you're, you're missing the massive... Um, sort of crux of the film that provides explanatory power for why this girl yeah. kind of spins out the way that she does. Absolutely. But because there is so much turmoil about uh, a handful of the scenes, you really don't understand what's really happening. Mm -hmm. And everybody's just watching it to basically... You know, the irony of this whole thing is the people that have turned this into a big child porn thing have done two things. One... Um, it has increased the viewership of the film, obviously. We wouldn't have watched it if it wasn't for all the craziness. Mm. Uh, and two, it has alerted uh, people who would get off on that type of thing um, to watch it. Yeah. Uh, who otherwise yeah. wouldn't have. Um, so all the focus on the, oh my god, this is child pornography, actually misses out on one of the main messages. Now, um, I had a friend say this was a coming-of-age story. You know, coming of age is kind of where you leave your childhood behind and all this. Yeah. Uh, I don't really think it was a coming of age story, actually. Yeah. Um, because the, the final scene of the movie does not end with this young girl going off into womanhood and then leaving her childhood behind. It actually ends with her finding her childhood again. Um, so it was actually the reverse of a coming of age yep. story. But, but That's interesting. I didn't... You're right. Yeah, but, you know, all the hullabaloo and craziness about the film makes you miss out on some very important themes. Oh my gosh, there was a lot of important themes. One of the most, one of the major themes was the absence of parental guidance. So, yeah. there's a particular scene in the movie where the girls break into, like, a laser tag thing. Mm -hmm. and, and it's really interesting. They're, they're always juxtaposing these childlike events with the kids trying to be adults. I don't know mm -hmm. if you caught that. Yeah, I did. But they, what did they do right before they went to the laser tag thing? They were, weren't they dancing or something like that or trying um, out for the dance? No, was it, I thought, was it, I thought that that was right after that scene happened with the the girl and they, they had that fight at the school. Is that, am, no, that, that was that before, out? that was Sorry. before. But, uh, th there's a there's a purposeful juxtaposition between the girls doing adult things and then doing childlike things. Mm -hmm. So in one scene, they're running into the laser tag thing like yeah. you would find a bunch of 11-year-olds, and they all simulate shooting each other, and they all kill each other. And uh, I, I commented, like, oh, that's not a problem. <laughs> right? Like, th there are scenes where the girls are simulating sexual behavior, but here they are, uh, assimil you know simulating killing each other mm -hmm. and that doesn't even hit anybody's radar and right mm -hmm. now people are going come on Vin who cares and it's like this shows you the mindset of people like oh it's okay that they all killed each other um, but it, but anyway so the, this guy gets them and he goes where are your parents and the girl jokingly says we're orphans mm -hmm. and in the movie it's taken as a joke but from a meta perspective you're supposed to interpret that as one of the main themes of the movie. Yeah. Parents are completely absent here. This girl's dad never appears. The main character's father never appears on scene ever. No. He's a massively important, and I would say probably the most important character in the movie. None of the dads show up. Yeah. He, he's, in my opinion, the most important character in the movie, and he's the one that actually moves everything. Mm-hmm. But none of the dads show up. And, and the moms are there, 
but the moms are there basically uh, dealing with their own issues and they're basically in, or, in and out and they definitely have no you know mm -hmm. engagement in their kids um, yeah. life this girl steals a cell phone the mom has no idea I mean this girl's walking around with a cell phone putting stuff on Instagram whole nine yards right under her mother's and mom has no idea and we're, yeah. gonna, we're gonna see why the mom has no idea in a second so parental absence was a major major theme of the movie yeah, uh, when that girl sure. said we're orphans um, that that was a that was a double entendre. Yeah. Um, so here's the crux of the movie, in my opinion. So Ame goes to school and she runs into this dance troupe, the, these kids, and they're dancing and all the rest of it. And they're 11 years old. One of them looks exactly like a mini Alexandra Ocasio Cortez. It was it was crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Her best friend. And so she hooks up with these girls, and they're they're kind of, you know. This girl's an Islamic girl, and the, the other one, the other girls are, you know, modern, westernized French girls, and they got skirts and all the rest of it. I remember you saying, like, I can't believe that they, that the mothers let them leave home like that. Mm -hmm. And and so, um, she's drawn to them because of their dancing and things. Like initially, it's just a regular fascination of them being able to dance, and obviously the contrast from an Islamic background to that. Well, yeah, because it goes right from at the beginning, like of the movie she's in that prayer time where they're putting all that pressure on a woman and the indecency thing. Right. And then from there, she hears the music in the Correct. laundromat of the apartment and she Correct. goes in and sees the girl dancing and flattening her hair and Correct. stuff like that. So it's like two worlds. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the director writer constantly were, were juxtaposing those, um, appositionally. I thought it was brilliant writing. I thought it was a really good job. Yeah. She, she got these beads and she's telling her brother, like talks about like yeah. ghosts being in the beads or something yes. like that. And so it, there was like fear that was connected with yeah. their her religion. religion. Yeah. 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 And, and it's interesting because she's initially drawn to the religion to some degree because she takes the prayer beads. Mm -hmm. She steals them from the mosque basically, mm -hmm. but she wants some sort of connection with her religion. But here, to me, is the most important moment of the movie. So she's snooping around in her mother's room. And there's this one particular room that the mother, like, stood in front of. It was kind of a spooky scene. But the mother's just standing in front of this room. And you don't know what's going on on the other side of that room. And it's very spooky. Almost like get out level kind of spooky. I agree. Um, I agree. And so, anyway, there's another room that the mom sleeps in, and the the girl is poking around, and the mom comes in, so she runs under the bed. And in this scene, the and all you see is the mother... Because she saw the dancing, so she had tied her shirt, and she didn't want her mom to catch her Correct. like that. Correct. It was kind of sad, too, because previously, before that, sorry, was she, mm -hmm. the, she was, like, drawing, like flowers and like things like yes. little girlish and she created a heart with these things on her mother's bed and stuff her mom and but her because dad. of what her her mother was going through the mother never saw that stuff just flicked it off the bed and so it was and it, well it was a family picture it was the mom the dad the yeah. her the little brother right. and the baby and and the mother never kind of she just so the mother sits, so the girl is under the bed, mm -hmm. and all you see is the mother's sandaled feet. And she gets on the phone, and she says, um, actually, th there was the, the female leader of the mosque was in the room too, right? Yeah. Honestly. And she says, my husband has found another wife in Senegal. He has moved our beds together, and he's going to come up and marry this girl, and I have to, I, I have to, I'm going to the wedding. 
Now, in Islam, you can have up to four wives. So, homegirl is listening to this, and she's she's under the bed, and she's like, oh my god, you could tell she's disturbed by this. At the mo She's just shocked, though, initially. Well, then the older woman says to the mother, you gotta call other people mm -hmm. and tell them this. The older woman's... Because she keeps having to say, like... You know, basically make their may their marriage be good, right. and maybe they have a lot of children and right. live right. long. And right, uh, because Islamically speaking, like this is part of the Sharia, and if you oh. if you say that's wrong, you're saying Prophet Muhammad's wrong, and you can't do that. And so the older lady tells her, start calling people and announcing it. Don't don't let people find out that way because then it's going to look like something's bad. Mm -hmm. And she basically said, like, I can't do that. And she basically says, well, you have to. Mm -hmm. And she leaves. So then she starts calling people up and saying, mashallah, my husband has a new wife. You know, may Allah bless them. May Allah give her the fruit of the womb, blah, blah, blah. And then it was one of the most heart-wrenching scenes I've seen in a very long time. You don't see, all you see is the mom's sandaled feet and, you know, she starts that nervous kind of shake and then you hear her start to smack herself mm -hmm. and hit herself in the face. And that, you see the little girl under the bed start crying and crying and crying. And that actress, subhanAllah, she was really, really good. It starts with one tear and you could tell, and this woman just smacking herself over and over again. And what I got, And go the ahead. phone rings. And she answers the phone, and she pulls it together, and yeah. laughs, and says, oh, reception is bad. Yeah, this, this is another ahadith where Aisha said, I've never seen any women uh, suffer as much as uh, the believing women do. She complained to Muhammad. And it really kind of opened the doorway to get insight into what these women are going through with yeah. the polygamy polygamous marriage thing and you know just like there's Christian Stepford wife hypocrisy where the wife is like happy to wear the apron or whatever and she's supposed to be a lawyer like she was created to be a lawyer but she's stuck in the apron doing the her wifely duties yeah. because she's supposed to be at home um, and she pretends that she loves that even though her entire dream is going away in Christianity there is a sense and I, I've seen this on a multitude of occasions with with the multiple wives situation where the first wife is being murdered inside oh. but she has to put out a good front and so the little girl is watching this happen she's watching her mother smack her uh, that was such a hard oh scene for gosh, me to watch it really was. Uh, if that didn't bring a tear to your eye because uh, to me I was looking at it like she was attacking herself for her own um, inability to please her husband so that her husband that she wasn't good enough so her husband had to go off and find somebody else. That's how I interpret her attacking herself. Was she was basically punishing herself like why are, you know something is wrong with me that would make him want another husband. Yeah, that, for that's me, why when I, I thought when she that was, scene was happening. I just was thinking that like inside she was just feeling so much pain that yeah. it was easier to have like the shock of like that feeling. Yeah rather than feeling what she was because that feeling inside was just staying there it wasn't moving and so it yeah. was like and then she's got to go to the wedding it's mind-boggling it's mind-boggling to me like it's it's unbelievable um and you know that hit pretty close to home to me because <laughs> um i kind of went through a version of something like that myself so I could just imagine, like, if I thought I actually had to go through with that, you know. I was like, are you out of your freaking mind? Like, uh, but anyway, um, so after that scene, 
this girl spins out. She completely spins out. She gets hooked up with this crew. She steals somebody's phone. Mm -hmm. She's watching uh, all these, you know, like rap videos where the girls are basically half naked. She's doing They're that. Women, though, not children. Right. These are grown. Well, yeah. the little girl, the 11 year old, is watching on her stolen cell phone these grown women. Mm -hmm. And she's doing it literally next to her mother in the mosque. So she's got a niqab, a niqab is like an entire face covering. She's got a little apple earbuds, and she's watching this in the mosque, mm -hmm. right under her mother's nose. But her mother, basically for the rest of the film, cannot parent her. Yeah. Because the mother is dealing with her own trauma. Yeah. So the mother can't parent this girl. So the girl is basically on her own. And so she, she like I said, the girl starts spinning out. She starts trying to uh, get herself ingratiated into this dance troupe with these girls because mm -hmm. she wants acceptance from these girls. But then what's interesting is, so the girls initially are dancing kind of provocatively, like kind of provocatively. Mm -hmm. But it's her, it's Ame, she's the one that sexualizes. That next level, yeah. Right, right, right. Because she, she starts emulating the actual videos. And so when she's trying out to dance with the crew... She does their little routine, which is basically just a little ditty routine. Mm -hmm. And then she starts incorporating the stuff that she's seeing on these rap videos. And that's when, you know, the first time I was like... <sighs> to me, if they would have showed the scene once... Yeah. And then basically, by implication, you put it together that that's what they're doing. Yeah. I think that would have been sufficient to make the point. I agree. But... There was a couple, I mean, quite frankly, you know, the girl's dry humping the ground at one point, you know, like, uh, you know, definitely problematic. Yeah. Um, and the, the thing for me that bugged me, I was like, there's a cameraman doing this. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. in real life, there's some cameraman, like, focusing on this. And there were close-ups of the girls, you know. But here, here's, the, here's the thing for me. Here's the thing. None of these girls were developed. So, like... You, you know, there's a lot of times when, like, you know, like my, I've got a family member who, tw at 12 and 13, had a woman's body. Mm -hmm. You, when you were, you know, 12 and 13, kind of had a woman's body, kind of. These girls do not have women's bodies. They yeah. have children's bodies. Still. Yeah. And, you, you know, I mean, there's one point where, like, she gets made fun of for it. Like, oh, my God. You know, you have a, you know, you're flat. You can't tell your front from your back. Yeah, yeah. And so she, so the girl has, you know. Yeah, but I think that that's what people's point is, is not that they look like women and they're dancing around like that, but that it's children dancing like that. And so when you have somebody who has, you know, pedophile incl inclinations yeah. and they're watching it, to like, you know, when we're watching it, I'm like, oh, oh gosh, I, you know, if the girls, you know, got into that and started posting themselves online, I wouldn't want that for them. But it wasn't like we were like, oh my goodness, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree with that. I completely agree. With that. I mean, honestly, as a father, I just wanted to say, just cover up. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah. like, I'm having a hard time with the whole, oh my god, and uh, I'm like, I would say cover up, what are you doing, Don't, you know, you can't go outside like that, but that's, that was my inclination, watching those girls, like, there's, mm -hmm. there's nothing, like, provocative about it, it was like, 11 year old girls trying to be provocative, but being 11 years old. Yeah, I, I and, hear, I hear what you're saying, but that's because you don't, 
have a mind like that. Like, I agree with you, but I think that somebody who has that sort of mind for children, seeing something like that... Yeah, okay. No. They're not thinking, oh, these girls should put some clothes on. They're thinking... They should take some off, probably. I don't really... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's in the mind. You know, I'm just saying that it's definitely something that I thought that some of the angles and some of the shots were too much. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think you're probably right about that. And I think, you know, the, the, the scene at the laser park thing was really interesting because so the first... So these girls break into the thing and they're playing laser tag or whatever. And then... Um, they get caught, and the guy's like, give me your parents' number, what are your parents' number? And the girl goes, we have no parents. This is a guy in his 30s. And then another guy comes in, he's like 45 years old, unkempt guy, whatever, whatever. And he goes, what's going on here? And the guy goes, these girls broke in, and I'm going to need their number. I'm going to get the their parents' number. the girls were saying, he was trying to cop a feel for Yeah, them. they're like, he's a pervert, blah, blah, blah. And the older guy, so you think the older guy is going to check this guy and go, what the hell? What are you yeah. doing with these girls? The guy wasn't doing anything to the girls. He was just being a regular adult saying, you guys are going to be in trouble. Mm -hmm. Well, <clears throat> the girls see that they're in trouble with both of these guys now. So one of them starts dancing. I think it's Ame. She it starts is. dancing, starts doing the provocative stuff. And the older guy stops talking and starts checking out this girl. Yeah. And the younger guy, the 30-year-old, is looking at his partner, and he basically tells the girls, I don't want your number anymore. Get out of here. Mm -hmm. And then he looks at the guy and says, are you serious right now? Yeah. Um, and so, I thought that was a very good scene, mm -hmm. because there are men who are like that. We live yeah. in the child molesting capital of the world. Um and it was a really interesting juxtaposition because on the one hand, you had a regular person trying to be an adult mm -hmm. saying, what are your parents' numbers? But the whole point of that scene was there is no parental guidance. That's That was the point of that scene. And that right. was his role, mm -hmm. was, was that there was no parental guidance. And so then when that point gets made, then enter the older guy who starts trying to devour her you know, with his eyes. And he did. And the point of that was... These are the situations these girls end up there. They're thrown to the wolves because mm -hmm. they've essentially been orphaned for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. But she <clears> learns <throat> from that situation to use her body to get out of certain situations. And then yes. later on in the film, when somebody, the guy that she stole the phone from catches her, like she immediately starts going, I didn't know what she was doing at first. Like I thought she was trying to show him like, look, I'm not following all the rules here, but she was actually trying to use her body to get out of the situation. But he was not good with that at all. Yeah. He, he, he shoved her against the door yeah. and says, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. And you know, he's disgusted with her and he shoves her to the door and he, and he walks away. That's actually one of the themes of the, of the of the movie was that the girls were never shown a third way about how to handle their sexuality. Yeah. So it's either um, you're dressed head to toe in a in a hijab and all this, mm -hmm. or you're a whore. Period. Yeah. The girl the 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 lead character gets called a whore pretty much by everybody. Her friends end up doing it. Her mother ends up doing it. The lady leader school. of the mosque ends up doing it. Some kid in school ends up doing it. Mm -hmm. She gets called a whore by everybody. And nobody 
is giving this giving this girl any sort of third way about how to manage her sexuality. Yeah. They either call her a whore or tell her she's on her own. And I think that that's a lot of girls in the Western world, I think that that's the plight that they're in. I really do. Oh, absolutely. I, I really, really do. I think that there's a lot of uh, disconnection, especially when it comes to social media and things like that, that parents have no clue what's going on with their kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got, we've got this like family plan now and, you know, I'm not a big, like, I need to monitor everything, but the more and more I have it and the more and more I'm like, yeah, this is important. Like we need to be able to see what they're doing, where they're going, you know, we can limit what they see on their phones and we can mm-hmm. li- look at everything that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know exactly where they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got GPS and this is a pretty good program. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually we bought two programs that, that'll, that kind of like report into each other. Yeah. So it's, it's uh, really good, but um, that was one of the main themes is that these girls were not given a third way about their sexuality at all. It was just either that or, or you're a whore. Mm-hmm. And then there was a very significant moment. But in, I think that, that yeah. kids need guidance because, you know, these 100%. girls, and that's what you were seeing in the film was that because there was a lack of guidance from the adults around them, they ended up getting into more trouble or doing things that to them... You know, she she makes that blunder, and you know, I don't know. Are you getting into that later? Yeah, I'll get into it later. But there's okay. A, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. But but a, another very Islamic moment in the movie was she had just gotten home from the arcade, mm-hmm. and you see there she she's bleeding. She's having her first cycle, mm-hmm. and the old sort of wise sage woman says oh okay like i remember when this happened like you'll be okay blah 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 this is nothing you know i'll show you how to fix it or whatever take care of yourself or whatever and then she said when i was your age uh i was engaged and and married to to this guy and she said you know uh when it came time for me to marry him uh he you know i was covered head to toe in white and then at the wedding ceremony, the 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 husband presented her to everybody. Uh, this is my pure, beautiful Islamic, you know, pure, unstained wife, unsullied wife. And then she said, and then I went and married him. Mm-hmm. Which is, and, and again, she said, when I was your age. So this happened to her when she was 11, 13 years and old. And then she said, I wish the same. I wish you. the same destiny for you. Yeah. And that is another clue as to why this girl is doing what she's doing. She is hypersexualizing herself and she is wearing as little clothes as possible because she wants no part of that life mm-hmm. because she saw what it did to her mother. Mm-hmm. So at the halfway point in the movie when the woman says, I wish this fate for you, that's when she ratcheted it up again. And, and But I have to say this, and again, my Islamic friends, I'm very sorry, but her description, the old woman's description of what happened to her as an 11-year-old is almost point for point how Aisha, the wife of Muhammad, describes that time. Aisha was married to Muhammad at six years old, and they consummated the relationship at nine, the wedding at nine years old. That's a fact. And she describes being being with her friends and then being taken away from her friends and dolled up by, by the older women, and the older women say, Allah bless you, good luck, blah, 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 blah. And then she said she even talks about how her chest was going up like she was very nervous, 
And then the prophet at 53 consummated his relationship with her, I think. I think it was 48. She was never able to have kids. She was never able to have kids. So, um, that is again another very salient moment in the movie, which if you don't understand what the woman is trying to do, this girl is only given two options. The Islamic... Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's kind of weird because it's like, okay, we just came back from laser tag where we're looking at this guy and judging him, rightly in my opinion, for looking at an 11-year-old girl mm-hmm. and sexualizing an 11-year-old girl. But then how is it okay? But it's okay to sexualize an 11-year-old girl if you marry her as one of your four wives? That's one of the arguments that I think was yeah. being made yeah. in the in the movie that I think shoom, people Yeah, are, no, it's true. And I, I was thinking to myself, I was thinking to myself, how the hell did this woman get away with this criticism of Islam? Because to me, the the, th- the scenes were almost juxtaposed. Oh, yeah. yeah. One on top of you, you're the nasty, sick white guy who's looking her up and the guy yeah. going, what the hell is wrong with you? And the thing is, anytime a, <clears throat> a dude or an older gentleman was lusting after the girls, he's always portrayed as wrong. Mm-hmm. But it does happen. And these girls in the America and the Western world have absolutely been hypersexualized because of their access to social media. All these kids have phones and iPads, and very few of them have uh, the, the parental guidance that you initiated in, in our household. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's one of those things where it's like a wake-up call type of thing. It, if If... If we didn't have that type of software, I would have gotten it after watching the movie, for sure. Because it was just, it was that powerful to me as a father, where I was like, holy, and we homeschool our kids. Mm-hmm. Like, you just, like, to me, it's like, I understand they're 11 years old, mm-hmm. but I think this is a public service announcement to delusional parents. Oh, absolutely. All there these... was so much that was going on outside of the parents' view. It's the doctor. You know, the pa- the parents, a lot of times, I think, are thinking, oh, my kid is just at school, they're doing their school books, and they're coming home. Correct. Or they're just hanging out with their friends, and they're, like, the mom, or they don't she came know. in. Well, yeah. The mom came in and brought the juice into the room, and the girls were just trying to get up on the webcam with some guy that they liked, and then... All that's you know right. what I mean? Like that whole scene happened. The mom had no clue what was going on. She came in, they closed the computer, and everybody's like, oh, hey. And yeah. then the mom the mom saw the second time she came to the room that something was going on, but none of the kids said anything to her about what was going on. They all just left. And she didn't, you know, she didn't dig into what was going on. And I think that. <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. I think that there's part of it that's like, if I hear what's happening, I'm going to have to do something about it. And I'm not really sure what I'm going to do about it. So if I don't hear about it, then maybe... Which I think, honestly, is probably at root, or one of the roots subliminally, of the hyper-overreaction to this movie. I think there's a lot of parents that don't want to believe that their 11, 12-year-old little girl is taking part in in this type of nonsense. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think part I think part of the the and again I I don't want to like completely whitewash the thing because like I said I I didn't think it was necessary 
for them. But again, to me, I hear what you're saying if a person's inclined to that. There's nothing sexual about what those kids were doing. It was 11-year-olds trying to act like adults. It's kind of like, to me, where I see like a little six-year-old and he's walking around in daddy's shoes. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is a baby trying to walk around as an adult. Like, mm -hmm. it looked to me just like a bunch of little kids trying to be like adults. Mm -hmm. um, but, but I think there's a lot of parents, man, that want to have some sort of delusional idea about their kids. And I don't mean a puritanical idea, but I think they just want to believe certain things about their kids. And I think those kids are lying to those parents. And I think there's a subliminal contract being made. I agree. If I ask you a surface level question, give me a surface level answer. You can do your thing. I'll do my thing. The phone keeps you preoccupied. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you're preoccupied at school when I send you off and then you're preoccupied on your phone. And then I can, yep. you know, I've done my duty. And I think this movie puts it in your face like, yeah, yeah, no, this is probably happening with your daughter. Mm -hmm. And I think people don't like that. And the stuff that you see going on at the school itself, you know, and I think that, you know, like a lot of, a lot of my friends, you know, they went to school growing up and now they're sending their kids to school and I think that they remember the things that they saw that went on when they were going to school. 100%. And they want to believe that it's different for their kids, but we all know things are just kind of worse. Well, yeah, it's different so, in the sense that, you know, if you and... Social media yeah, if is you not... Yeah, if you and Becky Sue were, you know, at the steps doing some nonsense, it's just a rumor. And she's got deniability and, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. But now, if you're on the staircase with Becky Sue, somebody is recording that shit... And now 5,000 people see it. Yep. And so these kids are in a completely yep. different world than Absolutely. we are. And you you have to be more involved with your kids than your parents had to be with you. Mm -hmm. Facts. Um, and I, I think the movie indicates that in stark relief. Now, there's another scene to close out the, the whole marriage discussion. She said, I was clothed in white from my head to my toe, which kind of emphasizes this puritanical... You know, a woman's value is based on how pure she keeps herself sexually, and then she's covered from head to toe like a good Islamic woman. And this girl had just had her first cycle. She's 11 years old. And then the mom comes in and looks at her and says, you're a woman now. And there's this awkward silence, and then she turns around and leaves. Mm -hmm. Because again, according to Islamic law, when a male child has developed pubic hair, He's a man, mm -hmm. and when the young lady has her cycle, she's a woman. Mm -hmm. So again, this is an, an Islamic thought process, but it's obviously untrue. You're not a woman at 11 years old, but that is how these child marriages get justified. Oh, she had her cycle. So, oh, duh, well, okay, so she's a woman. So this girl, if you, have a, if you have the misfortune of having your cycle at 11 years old, now you're eligible to be married in many parts of the Islamic world. That's just a fact. I mean, the, go Google Yemen ch child brides. I mean, it's there. And um, so it's, it's, uh, that's, that's a decidedly Islamic mindset in the year 2020. Uh, and it, it hasn't evolved in many strains of, of Sunni Islam. And, and it's a very harsh criticism of that worldview. But it completely gets overshadowed yeah. by the fact that these girls are dancing. So, um, <clears throat> there was another, there was a couple other situations in the movie. Um, 
there was one very concerning scene for me where um, there are two, two scenes. So one is the girl shows up. Now she's really, she steals money from her mother, who she's losing more and more respect for as the movie goes along. She steals money from her mother and buys everybody new clothes and she buys herself a new outfit and she looks stunning. She's in like these leather pants and da 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 and she's walking around like she's and she even look looks older. Mm -hmm. She's walking around like a grown woman and then some girl from another crew throws something at them and the girl from the other crew is like three or four years older than them. Mm -hmm. So she rushes the girl but the girl gets the best of her and pulls down her pants and then shows her underwear, but her underwear has like Curious George or something on it. It's like, it just looks like childish, like, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And again, this is one of those moments where their attempts at being adults gets juxtaposed with the fact that they're still little kids, yep. right? Yeah. So like that happens all through the movie. It, it's placed side by side. And I, I, I yeah, they, they took down her pants, but again, it's like, it's an 11 year old getting pants. Like, mm -hmm. I did not see anything sexual about that situation. Mm -hmm. That shit happens. And so anyway, the girls, so then the girls call her up and go, everybody's making fun of us. They're saying we're little kids. And they don't want to... wearing those stupid underwear. They don't want to be little kids. They're preteens. And they're so childish. You know, one of them finds a condom and she thinks it's a balloon. So she blows up the, the condom. And then they go, oh my God, that's a condom. Uh, and then you're like, holy shit, these 11-year-olds know what a condom is. And then they immediately say, you now have AIDS because only people with AIDS have it. So, and then they... And then they put soap in her mouth and like scrub her mouth. And they brush and they scrub her. Thinking that's going to fix So again, it. like, it's yeah. like these 11-year-olds know what condoms are, but they, they're so ignorant. Yeah, but they, not all of them knew what a condom because that girl correct the girl's you know, like you can't there was two of them that didn't know you know yeah so the girls call her up and say and she started crying you know yeah because they, they were making fun of her how am i supposed right. to know right that happens all if you watch a movie you watch every time they try to do something adult it immediately mm -hmm. reminds you again that these are just 11 year old girls mm -hmm. and then she goes she goes uh so the girls call her up and they say everybody saw your curious george panties or something like that everybody's saying that you're just a little girl yada mm -hmm. yada yada so she takes her solution to that problem is to go into the bathroom, take down her pants and take a picture of her junk and put it up on, on Facebook or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's something I could see people doing. Like I could definitely see that happening. Like as an And it didn't accomplish what she thought it was going to accomplish. It completely it ended up being, backfired. It completely backfired. It was a completely Correct. negative thing. Like Correct. Even the way that everybody her reacted. Friends her friends on her. turned on her. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was because the boy. Everybody was saying you're 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 a whore. You're it was a not presented like this is a good idea. No, no. But you know, her best friend was like, "Look, we can hang out in private, but I can't hang out with you in public because everybody's saying that you're a slut and you're a whore. Now everybody's saying that we need to take pictures of our junk because of you." Mm -hmm. And so it was this really crazy situation where this girl's friends completely abandoned her, mm -hmm. and she's desperately wanting to dance. This is very another sad scene. She's like, "Come on, let's dance," and she's pulling them to try to dance and all that because they had like finals in two days, mm -hmm. and um, they. They wouldn't yeah. dance with her because they, they were like, we don't want to be associated with you. Mm -hmm. And it's this very confusing conundrum where you just called me yesterday and said that my Curious George panties were too juvenile. But now, now I try to do something. And now you're, you're, you know, you're turning your back on me. And so she's 
confused. And this is what young girls are dealing with, this crazy dichotomy with no middle. Either you're a complete prude and they make fun of you, oh, you're a prude, you don't put out, or you're a whore. Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of girls don't understand how to navigate mm -hmm. that because there's no middle ground being presented. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but you have to have this conversation earlier and earlier. Because you have to assume that even if your kids don't have a cell phone, you can't keep them locked away in lock and key. I mean, our kids, you know, knew pretty early about sex and sexuality and we mm -hmm. talked to them about it. Um, but you've got to have those conversations yeah. as a parent. And you've yeah. got to make it so that this is an open door conversation. You have to give them a third way. Yeah. You have to. Because if you, if you don't, then these, especially with girls, because this is a conundrum that so many girls, look, women in our culture still haven't figured this out. Women haven't figured this out yet, much less little girls. Yeah. So uh, I thought that that was a very poignant moment in the movie, and I thought that that was something I wasn't expecting for her, for the, uh, for her friends to turn mm -hmm. on her. And then in the last couple scenes, she had replaced, so they replaced her with this overweight girl. The overweight girl was there initially. Yeah. And then she got kind of kicked out. And so the overweight girl gets put back because they kicked Ame out because mm -hmm. she's now a whore or whatever. And this is, so the day of the recital, <laughs> she... There's so many things on that day. She, uh, so the girl is walking and there's this, like, this little waterway. Ame stays well, behind before this... that, before that girl gets back in with the crew, she's in the bathroom practicing bulimia. Correct. To be part of that crew. Yeah, you see her vomiting. She's... Because she's a little, she's overweight. She's you, just a little kid. You hear her vomiting, yeah. Yeah, um, but but the but other it's girls just, are it's showing in. all the things that the girls are doing to fit into this crew with no right, you right, know, right? Because all the the all the other girls are pencil thin, mm -hmm. you know, they're just skinny eleven year old girls who again have not developed any mm -hmm. sort of adult body, and yeah, she's she's puking in the and again, this was one of the things that pissed me off about all the criticism. It's like, oh, they've done a couple dance moves that's simulating sex scenes, mm -hmm. terrible, mm -hmm. but this girl is anorexic and bulimic. That's okay. Like, people die because of that. Yeah, and, like, the messaging that I thought that the movie gave on stuff like that was when you do things to fit in or to follow a crowd, it ends up hurting you in the end because it was never good for any of them. Yeah, it's interesting. The film actually functions as the parent that the film leaves out. I agree. Right? And that's why I said to you, like, this is one of the most well-written movies I've ever seen in a very, very long time mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it's basically the film is saying... Look, your parents aren't going to tell you. I'm going to give you the real skinny. Yeah. This is how this shit is going to go down for you. Yeah. You don't want to take this path. So, anyway, so, so... So, she's supposed to be getting ready to go to the wedding. Right. But instead, right. she gets ready to go... And she's got go. this blue dress. She's got this blue dress, and the mother, like, puts it on her and says, Oh, this fits you very nicely, da-da-da. It doesn't fit her at all. It's not her style, right? Like, this, that's not what she's about. But, again, that's metaphorical of... The mother is trying to push that culture onto her. No, when she first <clears throat> saw the dress, before she found out what it was for, mm -hmm. she liked it. Yeah. She was smiling about it. She was putting it up. It's and true. as soon as she realized catch. that this yes. was the dress that was going to seal that deal with her father and right. another woman, right. she hated the dress very, after that and she catch. wouldn't even put it on. Very good catch. Very good catch. Again, th that scene in the movie, that's why I said the father was the most important character in the movie mm -hmm. because... He said all those things in motion. You're absolutely right. 
So the day of the wedding is also the day of the final recital. And so Ame dresses up for the recital <laughs> and not for the wedding, which obviously is metaphorical import. And then the overweight girl is walking and they're by this waterway and Ame turns around and shoves her in the water. And the girl is basically drowning. Yeah. And I'm looking like Ame wasn't like intending to drown her. No. But when she realized she was drowning, she wasn't doing anything to prevent she didn't, it. She didn't jump in there to prevent it. Pass her anything. She had her hair colored and makeup done and all that. She wasn't trying to do that. And but so, once she realized the girl kind of like... I'm like, holy hell, this girl's about her. to die. But I'm like, all the criticism... This is like almost attempted murder. Like, yep. And that doesn't get mentioned at all in all these critiques. No. <laughs> oh, she pulled down her panties and she did this and she did that. I'm like, yo, she almost killed somebody, bro. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, oh, I know. Yeah. What? <clears throat> and then like, <clears throat> like she sociopathically looks at her <clears throat> and the girl finds some sort of floaty thing and, and yeah it looks like it's like some kind of a big buoy or something like that mashallah she, she survives yep <laughs> Allah, Allah Akbar. and and then she just basically goes uh, and like walks to the girls and basically says hey the fat girl's out so you guys are gonna have me or nobody like complete sociopathic mm -hmm. move nobody says anything about it mm -hmm. nobody's talking about how the pressures of islamic society and the pressures of modernized post-sexual revolution unguided preteen society mm -hmm. has turned this girl into an absolute monster mm -hmm. no discussion <laughs> none at all yeah because uh, we want to focus on two and three scenes out of an hour and a half movie oh, per before that the the mother called somebody over to like pray over her and see if yes, she has some sort of a demon such a good catch yeah so they call an exorcist uh in islamic theology if you have jinn Jinn are basically demons that can inhabit you and then you you have an exorcist just like normal and so the guy basically goes to the girl and this was actually one of the only kind of moments of actual guidance that we received <laughs> in the movie yeah the guy and this is actually a turning point from the mom the guy goes the the islamic guy he's an older gentleman he goes up to the girl he says the opening <laughs> prayers to uh mm -hmm. i think it's surat al-fatiha or something um, I don't know if that's Fatiha or whatever, but I'm pretty sure it's, it's one of those. And he does this little thingy, and then he leaves her, he goes to the mom, and he says, he goes to the mom, and he says, uh, listen, um, Allah does not put burdens on women that are too heavy for them to carry. So you have the right to get out of this marriage. And he goes, as for this one, be assured there are no demons here and the basically and the, he said I'm not taking your money either. keep your money and basically the point was he was saying this is we don't need a supernatural explanation for why your daughter's acting out mm -hmm. you're in a horrible situation she's in a horrible situation mm -hmm. and you need to get out of that mm -hmm. situation now technically speaking whether she had the rights to demand a divorce uh, I need to see that hadith because she doesn't. Mm -hmm. As far as what I've read, I'm no expert in Islam, but I'm a student of Islam. She doesn't have any grounds for divorce. According to Islam. <sighs> yeah, like him taking on another wife is not grounds for divorce. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure of that. But I, I could be wrong because I'm a Christian, I'm not a Muslim. So then they get to the moment of the dance. And um, the girls start dancing. And initially, this is the finals now, initially people were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they switched to the hypersexual stuff. 
and it pans out to the audience and you can see the disapproval in the adults. Mm -hmm. Everybody disapproves. Mostly the women. The women disapprove, yeah. Yeah, the women disapprove, but it's very interesting. The judges are, like, talking to each other, and it's like, oh, well, technique or whatever. But, like, the audience, the parents and things like that, they're like, mm, mm -hmm. no. And then you see this one scene where, like, the mother shields her eyes from the from the little, you know, there's a little girl watching mm -hmm. the mother shields the eyes, and then there's this 15, 16-year-old kid. He's like, hey, this is great. Mm -hmm. um, and the little girl is like, no, I want to watch it right. or something like that, you know, right. like... I think it's that there's this draw toward right. that. But then, uh, yeah, and you're all supposed to you're also supposed to think, well, hell, what's that little girl gonna do at nine? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. like it's kind of like the cycle is continuing. Yeah. Um, but it it was so basically there's a there's a moment where she sees. The yeah, before that she went to the dance, she sees her husband's new wife. I mean, her her dad's new wife, and sure enough, she is dressed head to toe in that white hijab, all the way down to her you know her feet, like that woman described mm -hmm. earlier when she was eleven. Now this is a grown woman, so this girl is watching this woman who's gonna come and invade her family. Well, you don't know that she's a grown woman, and well, she's she's. Covered from head to toe. Right. And it could be another eleven year old. You that's don't a good know. point. That's such a good point because I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't really think about that. I just assumed it was a grown woman. It could have been another eleven year old. You're right. Um, and she's mesmerized for a moment, and then she runs and trips, and then like some of the gold, like confetti that they have for the celebration, mm -hmm. it spills on her. Yeah. So then you fast forward, she's doing the final dance, and they're doing all the dancing, and all the other girls are, all the parents are, like, disapproving and all this, and then some of the gold, you know, showers down again, and it's at that point she gets triggered. She can't do it anymore. She cannot... She starts crying. She starts crying. Like, it's just that's just her breaking point. Just yeah. too much. She's, she's looking at all this disapproval, and somebody criticized that moment. They're like, what was the point of that anyway? That was a very powerful moment, because what it was saying was, none of you parents were guiding these kids, mm -hmm. and now they've turned out to be whatever you think they are, and now you're judging them for it. Mm -hmm. And you give them no guidance whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm like, damn, how do girls survive in this culture? And then she went from that judgment, and she runs home, and when she gets inside the house, Auntie is there, the woman that kind of like the is running things. old sage. And she immediately starts judging her. You're a whore, So blah, it's blah, like, blah. she just went from, there's just judgment everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And then... Yeah, she's being judged by modern, yeah, modern Western society, she's being judged. And, and then she's, she's judged being judged by, by her yeah. Islamic culture, There's right? just no escape, and it's then like... She, she, little children get exploited and sexualized in the Islamic culture and they're being exploited and sexualized. So it's it's juxtaposing. These are really complex mm -hmm. scenes. You, you mm -hmm. caught it. I'm so glad you, you were able to do the review. But, um, and so the, the old sage starts going after her and then the mother finally intervenes and says, leave my daughter alone. Mm -hmm. And she says... The old sage says, you, and she says, leave my daughter alone. Mm -hmm. And she did it three times. And then um, she brings her into the back room and she looks at her daughter and she says, don't, you know, she gives her a hug. She says, you're going to be okay. And then she looks at her daughter and says, you don't have to come to the wedding if you don't want to. Mm -hmm. If you don't come, it's okay. But she puts on her little 
you know, little African headdress, and she walks out the door because she stands up tall. She, she's gonna do her duty, but she tells her daughter, "You don't have to be part of this world." Mm -hmm. The daughter cannot be part of the the you know video vixen world because mm -hmm. that's not who she was. She was just doing it as acting out. Mm -hmm. And then the very last scene is the uh, the girl um. Amai, I don't, I'm not pronouncing that properly, but it was a really poignant scene because she's not wearing the skimpy dance clothes, but she's also not wearing the you dress. You see them both laying on the bed. Yeah. And it's like she's in neither one. Yeah. She wears like basically a little sweater and uh, uh, some jeans mm -hmm. and she goes and does double dutch, mm -hmm. you know, the, 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 you know, the jump rope thing. Mm -hmm. And it, it shows her just jumping and, and smiling and happy. Mm -hmm. That's but right before that scene, she's coming down the stairs and like the wedding I think is going on down there. Yeah. And everybody's dancing and stuff. Yes. And so you kind of saw both worlds, the dancing of, the, you know, the, the girls on the stage and then the dancing in there. And it was like both of them just had... Yeah, like I, made, I made the comment that Okay, so it's bad for these 11-year-olds to be dancing in this provocative manner. I agree. But then I was like, but this is appropriate. Everybody's well-dressed, but you're dancing and celebrating this dude bringing this other woman into this other, into his first wife's bed. Like, you're celebrating that. Like, that's not offensive. Like, people were, people were missing it because they were making such a giant deal yeah. about, oh, look. It's yeah. like, the whole thing was corrupt. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, and it was fake because, like, obviously anybody else who had had to have a marriage like that had to make the same phone calls. Correct. And so everybody knows what everybody else is doing, that nobody likes it, but they're all going along with even it. Even Muhammad's wives didn't like it. Aisha hated it. And she wasn't even the first wife. Mm -hmm. They all hated it. It was a very, it's a very painful thing to go through. Uh, for these for these women, so yeah, there's this dancing happening. Everybody's supposedly smiling, and I'm like, that dance. Even though those that those women were all perfectly respectively clothed or whatever, I thought that that was more offensive, because I'm like, how many thousands of women have been like completely destroyed psychologically oh, because of that bullshit? Um, so the the movie ends with her, um, and by the way, when I talked about the spooky scene where the mother was just standing in front of a certain room, mm -hmm. uh, the room that she was standing in front of was the room that they, that she shared with her husband before he left to Senegal. And now she's got this giant sized bed in the room because y you presume that they combined the beds because he's got this extra wife. So anyway, the, the movie ends with the little girl doing the, the jump rope and she's in jeans and a, and a cardigan and then you just see her smiling, looking like a child and it ends. That's why I said, this is not a coming of age movie. This is a realization of age movie. Mm -hmm. This is her realizing I'm still a kid. I'm gonna, what do kids do? They play double dutch and all around. I'm just gonna be a kid. I'm not gonna try to grow up too fast. Mm -hmm. uh, because she looks at her mother's life and things like that. There are way too many exigencies to adulthood for her, for me. She's like, why yeah. rush it? And I just I, thought that that was brilliant. I think that there was something that we missed as far as the prayer beads go because she talked about ghosts with it. Yeah. And then when she sees that girl that is going to marry her father, I mean, she's covered up like a ghost. Yes. Like, so I, I think that there was like some kind of connection between that yeah. that we missed because I couldn't really hear her very good. 
um, when she was talking about the ghost. And the little boy says later on in the film, are you going to tell the ghosts or are the ghosts going to be angry or, or something like that. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think there was something there, but. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is one of those movies where if you watch it again, you'll you'll pick up other themes. Um, but uh, the hypocrisy of the American public is mind-boggling to me. Mm -hmm. So let me get this straight. Th this, this is a horrible, terrible movie. We need to boycott Netflix. But we've got shows like Toddlers and Tiaras. Babe, look at this. Look at this. Oh, yeah, I saw that one. Toddlers and were... Tiaras. Here's this little four-year-old, five-year-old girl. In a Dolly Parton costume. And she's fixing her junk. Yeah, I thought that was a little much. And there's the mother pimping out her daughter. And uh, uh, look at that. Yeah. Look at that. Like, it's like, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. Like, John Benet Ramsey, I'm not going to talk about that situation. Mm -hmm. Like, TLC has been running this show since freaking 2009. It's still going on? Yeah, it's still going on. Look look at this. Look at that. Like, these are like five and six-year-old girls, and this is TLC. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you, you're going to tell me? I get it. If you are, to me, those girls look like six-year-olds, you know, in their mommy and daddy's clothes and playing dress-up. But just like you said... You, Vin, don't think that that's a sexual moment because you're not like that. But mm -hmm. if you're a pedophile, then uh, well, what the hell do you think is going on in my pedophile with some of these pictures? Oh no, I, I just agree. Google toddlers and tiaras. Like it's unbelievable. These girls are made up like crazy. They're yeah, caked up. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. This girl's in a bikini. The 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 TV channel like this girl's faux smoking a faux cigarette. Oh my gosh! In a leather jacket. And their parents are doing this. Their parents are like pimping them out. Like in this it's movie, too bad. in this movie, the parents were absent. But in yeah. this reality show, the parents are actually the parents behind are proactively it. behind this bullshit. Yeah, I. <laughs> but I'm supposed to cancel Netflix because they gave us a, a very raw and realistic view of of what these 11 year old girls are going through. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna tell you something right now. We're gonna watch this with our girls. We're going to move to another neighborhood, and uh, we're definitely going to watch this with our girls. I uh, think it's an important message. It's because got to be watched. It's, it's definitely something that kids are dealing with. And like I said, like... Particularly she, girls. Yeah, when she went to visit her friends at their place, and then the videos that they were showing each other... Yeah. It was like, okay. Yeah, you, you gotta... You like, gotta, just because you have the restrictions on your phone that, so you can see what your kids are watching doesn't mean that they're not watching it on somebody else's phone because there's plenty of parents that don't. There's an application called Circle. I highly suggest you get it. Um, can't tell everybody to do my Verizon because not everybody uses Verizon. But anyway, I thought it was a really good story. I thought it was, it was a great... Yeah. It was a very complex story that was making a lot of points at the same time, and uh, I thought it was really well done. I I was not a fan to your point of how many t how they emphasized the body parts every single yeah, time. Yeah, I didn't think that they needed to zoom in like that. It was, just like un that. It was and, unnecessary. Yeah. It was unnecessary. Yeah, I think that you definitely could have got the point across without going that much into it. Yeah, it was, it was just um, it was just unnecessary, and I I, I got to I mean I felt uncomfortable. I'm like, there's probably a cameraman that was doing this, and it's like, 
I don't think the cameraman's a nasty dude either. I just it's just it's just uncomfortable. Like I, I didn't think it was necessary, but I yeah, thought I don't think about the cameraman. I just thought of all the people that because everybody's making such a giant deal out of it. Yeah. That I think that every person in that situation is yeah yeah looking it up. I don't know. I'm sorry. I I recommend the movie for any every anyone parent that has a has daughters. I really do. And mm -hmm. I I think if you have teen or preteen daughters that they need to watch it with you. Yeah. I really do. Not having the boys watching it, but the girls, we're definitely going to have a girls' night and, mm -hmm. you know, and I want to be there because I want to explain to them how boys operate. <laughs> Love your neighbor. Take care of each other. Middle America. We are the media. Till next time, guys.